0: Welcome to the Member Engagement Show with Higher Logic, the podcast for association professionals looking to boost retention, gain new members, and deepen member involvement. Each episode, I'll bring on some experts, we'll talk shop about engagement, and you'll walk away with strategies proven to transform your organization. I'm Beth Arrett, an association evangelist with over 25 years experience in marketing and member engagement, and I'm so happy you're here. Now let's start the show. Welcome back to the Member Engagement Show. In this week's podcast, we're sharing a chat I had with Web Scribble's Director of Product Strategy, Josh Slyman. We talked about how much associations are being impacted by the Great Resignation, from association staffing needs to providing the most value for members to change jobs. Don't forget, we always love hearing from you, so send us your thoughts over on Hug or on this episode's LinkedIn post. Now let's start the show.
1: Hello everybody, I'm Josh Simon. I'm uh, Director of Product Strategy with WebScribble. Um, we offer associations and member-based organizations um, some really powerful career uh, amplification tools, and um, I'm excited to uh, chat with Beth. Uh, she and I have a great history together, and uh, it's always tons of fun to uh, to get to talk engagement and, um, and, and member, uh, member value.
0: Agreed, agreed, I'm super excited. I, I love talking this stuff with you, so let's get started. The Great Resignation. I'm sure you've all heard about it by now.
1: Pretty um, surprising statistics for certainly coming out of 2021 and and into 2022. Uh, so it, it's really been um, quite an interesting market uh, for for employment and hiring. One in four people quit their jobs. 80% of
0: job seekers really do believe that employees need to reevaluate the benefits.
1: Yeah. And because absolutely. of that,
0: a lot of them are quitting. They're just they're they're like, nope, I'm out of here and it's scary
1: there's clearly a shift in in employee expectations um following the pandemic following um the the need and um and the the quickness that that people shifted and changed their lives you know that that really has um also changed the their perspective on on work and um and and on the workplace
0: the combination of being able to work from home and Find a better family life balance and the combination of so many people being ill and sort of reevaluating their personal lives has definitely led to that need for people or that expectation for people, for the employers to reevaluate
1: right and uh, you know 61% of um, of people are prioritizing remote work uh, opportunities in their job search um we're seeing that in um in in the uh the statistics both in in searches and in the shift um in job offerings uh and and i think that's um that's that's notable uh both in in technology where where we sit and and in member engagement um in how um how you uh, you can drive value for members Definitely. I think um this one right like this is the one that is uh is really really shocking and 68% of of current employees are are planning to quit their job in in 2022 and obviously and and Beth you made this point as we were talking like planning isn't doing right like so um so there's still some opportunity here in a offsetting some um some potential risk but also in um in acquiring and uh and bringing in a new talent and new blood.
0: There definitely is. I mean, there's something to be said for a good employer wants their employees to, to grow and to change and to move on when the time comes. I mean, that's that's what you want for people that you want to mentor. And you know that time is going to come. So in that respect, it's good. Um, it means that hopefully it means some of it at least means that your employees are doing the right thing. The second piece of that is, it is good to have new blood. It is good to have new people come in and give things a fresh eye. Uh, right. But the terrifying thing is that where's the continuity? You, I mean, especially in associations, you do need continuity.
1: Well, and this opens up um, sort of a a, a a interesting set of problems, specifically, um, you know, as we as we talk to our our association um, partners and and friends.
0: I mean, that's that's what's painful about it. The associations take a double hit from this. Not only are the employees leaving, potentially causing a whole breakdown in things like advocacy, publications, uh, and worse, prospecting and renewal processes, but then competition for replacing that staff is a lot more difficult than it has been in the past. In tandem with that, members are leaving their jobs, and it's hard to keep up with where they go, if they're even a viable member at their new position, and getting the prospect information for potential new members is difficult. It's a double hit for associations.
1: Yeah, it brings up some interesting interesting problems. Also, you know, in um, to your point in in um, in data in in maintaining that data as people shift and move, and you know, in the risk of uh, of members moving. Uh, moving industries and or associations in that job shift. Um, and so, you know, where and how can, can the association play a role in supporting those careers and those paths so that, um, so that, so we we limit the risk in um, in attrition to other industries or, uh, or, or um, segmentations. If,
0: if there's anything keeping association people up at night, I'm betting this is a big part of whatever it is.
1: We're, it, it, you know, it, it, it hits that that member retention piece, which is is clearly um, a primary driver for um, for associations. But it also hits that internal efficiency and um, and impacts the ability to to execute, especially with staff we know are um, are are wearing multiple hats and um, and already playing uh, roles bigger than than titles.
0: It's a little bit scary, even if you don't manage people even if you're you don't manage people you still need to rely on say if you're a membership or marketing you still need to rely on accounting to be able to get the renewals out you still need to rely on accounting to get that out. you still need to rely on um the administrative staff to you know make sure the building is running or it department to make sure that things are running things like that so you still have to rely on all these people so those changes do still affect you and then you have usually have quotas you have budgeted numbers that you're, you've said you're going to hit, how does this kind of shake up with so many people leaving affect those quotas that you said you were going to hit? Absolutely. It leaves me a little bit speechless. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Let's uh, take, this, um, take a moment and do a poll question. Uh, so maybe you can give us a little bit of insight on how the Great Resignation has impacted you the most around staffing, retention, revenue. Um, role consolidation or individuals who have uh, changed jobs themselves.
0: It's interesting. I would love to hear more from people about what kind of roles have been consolidated. I know I was working for an association when the pandemic started and I was already doing, I was the VP of marketing and I was already doing a lot of database stuff and technology stuff. And then I became the graphic designer as well. So I'm really curious to see what's been consolidated. I'm really curious.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and, and I think that you know comes into play as we um, look for ways to um, our tools can can support and and help uh, associations in in managing those problems. So, um, you know, obviously, the the more visibility and understanding we have, um, we get to take that back um, and hopefully hopefully create some impact in in our tool sets.
0: The other interesting piece of it, obviously, is that your members got some good discounts probably, maybe a little bit of free membership time when they were, during the pandemic, when they were having trouble. And that association model that most of us were using pre-COVID, where it's basically the same membership, it's just priced based on your career status, whether you're like a student, an individual, a company, there might be a couple of levels in those categories, but it was pretty standard, right? For most associations, they're definitely exceptions, But that's not likely to be as acceptable to a lot of people anymore. And I've been talking to a lot of associations lately who are talking about either their members are saying, oh no, that we need this, or they're exploring other options because they came up with a lot of new ways to help members during the worst of the pandemic. Right. And while expectations, just like work from home and remote work, expectations have changed.
1: Time to re-evalu- uh, reevaluate that model as well.
0: Right, right. I mean, you think about it, all of these companies that have made Networking, community, and news and information free to people. I mean, it's not really free with you know, Google and stuff you pay with data, but that's a whole other session or even another conference. Um, <laughs> but we're more likely to see a structure of something like this one on the right. You know, free might have benefits like a newsletter or access to a jobs board or maybe limited access to part of your online community. I've actually seen one association that does the free version in Slack and then you pay a little bit to get the community access and to get that yeah. additional networking and stuff. And I, I thought that was kind of interesting. And then you might have a light where you maybe you get access to part of a community or all of the community, but you don't get any other membership perks. Regular could be typical. Plus might come with some extra purse. It might be like the main membership benefits you're used to now. That's come what comes with plus and then you just take a few away from the regular. And I mean, that's just one basic framework. Members would also expect the different tiers to fit their needs. Sure. Uh, of course. And you've yeah. seen one association, you've seen one association. So that's going to change a little bit for each one of them. <laughs>
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, every and each one is is unique for sure. But I think the the point here is things have shifted, expectations have shifted. You know, there are there are some of these old models that really need to sort of be readdressed. Um, it's an opportunity to innovate, to deliver new value, to find new member benefits um, to bring to the table, to support members in in new ways. So I think there's um, there's a lot of opportunity in this. Well, and while it may it may sound scary, um, I think that really it, it opens up um new avenues uh and new ways to build build individual relationships.
0: The remote work piece of it does offer a lot of opportunity if you know where to look. We were talking earlier about innovation being finding like that the gap, finding that like sort of white space between the trees and seeing all the whole rainbow of colors in it. And for example, if you know if you're a smaller organization and you have an office that's somewhat centrally located and you've got extra space, offering that as sort of a a workspace so that people who are looking for like they may have gone remote, maybe they their office closed. We're we're closing all of our offices. We're just gonna all be work remote. So maybe they want somewhere to go work every now and then. And that's both a great benefit for them as a member and also a great way for you to actually be able to talk to them and have touch points with them in person on a regular basis.
1: That's and a it's a great way, great way to, to to sort of advance this idea of of industry or association collaboration, right across organizations, right? If we can, as an association, create a space for um, for collaboration and and conversation, then it really allows us to, uh, to to bridge that that knowledge gap.
0: It's a perk. It's it's an extra benefit because not only do you have a workspace, but you've got it where you may have other people who are doing the same kind of work as you
1: where i might work day to day with the people in my office and in in my organization um with this with this model i have the opportunity to work day to day with people within the industry or in you know having a greater or a wider reaching impact on on what we're doing and and that that i the ability to to really share that mission uh, is, to me, is such a, a primary driver um, for people around around career and association and community and membership. That idea of leveraging a shared mission, and um, I'm taking something we all believe into my my career and marketplace and 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 ex- executing it there.
0: So that I mean that's just one example of the possibilities if you just stop and think about the new needs that members have and think about what is valuable to that align with the member value
1: comes back a little bit to that conversation about about data <laughs> and and you know obviously we can as you mentioned spend uh spend all day on that alone but i think really what the point here is like it, the more we know right the better we serve
0: there's so much data that you can look at just in your email you know there's so many things about we all know open rates aren't really much of anything anymore but they were never a great sign of engagement anyway but clicks people you know see what people click through that's kind of that's the digital equivalent of seeing what people are talking about if you offer that physical workspace that we we're talking about right that's the digital equivalent you can see you've got a newsletter you can see what people click through and you can see what they're interested in and that can help you tailor the experience like when you pull aggregate reporting on clicks you can really extrapolate what members are looking for to a certain extent and if you hopefully are integrated you can actually look at that information in your database And just match it up against other things people were doing.
1: I was going to say yeah and and adding that career center that part of it really brings another level of of understanding um, that we can that we can use to impact especially at that at that like real emotional level um in in fostering advancement you know we better understand and and lead members to the right education opportunities we can mm-hmm. help provide and direct career paths um, and which allows us to execute that shared mission right and amplify members who are who are out there doing good work uh, it Opens up visibility to partners, their their employment and staffing needs, and how we can, as an association, serve that side of of the the partner relationship. Information around salaries, roles, what people are looking for. It really does add this another beautiful layer of um, of you know emotional engagement around around advancement and career.
0: I will say that pro tip. One of the things we did at AAA was we made sure that our Uh, informs web tracking code was actually on the job site as well because it was a separate board yep Yep. and so we were able to tell oh okay people you know this group of people is searching for this kind of job so we can not only give them information on you know when jobs come up or we hear about things but we know they're interested in information so we could push them in a a path that we know others had taken because we have all this data and we can give them information on training that might help them get that job.
1: And so and might drive non-dues revenue.
0: That's a nice side benefit. <laughs> yeah, but if you don't if you don't have members, you're not likely to have a lot of non-dues revenue. So it all starts with them.
1: Exactly, um, exactly. You know,
0: your members are your, your, your greatest audience for any non-dues revenue. That's why dues are less important. If you, uh, I was talking to Todd Hopley, the CEO of AAA yesterday. About this and and dues, keeping your dues relatively low, if you have if you have that capability, and making money for the association other ways to help support the industry, and diversifying is a pretty good business model, particularly that's particularly obvious given the past two years. They're your audience, they're your invested people, so you have a vested interest in making sure you keep them.
1: And and so often. Um, our members, their career and our association are so ty- tightly tied together that um, that really fostering and, and enabling that career growth, you know, ultimately um, drives that retention piece. Right. Like it, it gives us a um, definitive value that we're delivering to our members, but also it deepens the relationship and the ability to um, to really understand my individual member ROI on my relationship.
0: There's so much that you know in your database, hopefully, about what members have done, what their path has been to get from one place to another in the industry, that if you can do some automation to help those people along, help the people who come after them along, that's the ultimate member service. That's what you want. You want to help them move from point A to point B to point C Josh has pulled up some of the value that you deliver in you know, the expert content, uh, newsletters, career opportunities, community activities, advocacy, and amplification of your message, which again, you don't get unless you've got the strength and numbers by having the members and events and access to experts. These are all things that you can provide for your members that will keep them there and keep them coming back. But a lot of those things also inform you. So using AAA as my main example right now, we we had someone who started there a few years ago as an intern when she was finishing up her airport management degree. She followed a a specific path and we have all of the data because we had started pulling in in data and keeping it by then. And we know the path that she followed, the different things that she did, the activities she did, which events she went to, to become an airport director in the space of like, Four years? I mean, it's a smaller airport, but that's usually where you start. You don't start out at, at be running LAX. You don't start out running LAX. You get there by a storied career. So she's because she started as an intern there, and she knew the path. It made it easier for her. So then we knew her path, and we were able to sort of map that out. And when people hit a certain point in their career, we could automate saying, oh, "Okay, they're at this point. We're going to send them here."
1: Well, yeah, actually, this is just sort of the um, the filling out of that idea of member value, and and you know, I know uh, often we focus very heavily on on the the content piece, but um, but there's a lot of opportunity in in driving culture, in providing access, and in communicating our shared impact, um, which uh, I think is really really an important part of the puzzle that we that we need to uh, we need to string together in our communications in our in our relationship management where um, we basically are communicating these additional pieces uh, of member value to to really drive that relationship
0: these are all things that you want to pull together and know that that's what you're looking for that's what those are the pieces that are going to help you fill yeah. in the automation exactly.
1: And then the um, you know on on each of these you'll see that opportunity is that is that ending, um, ending bullet point and that that is just a, as a reminder that a each one of these paths has the ability to offer opportunity to our to our memberships or our members and ultimately opportunity is what drives call to action drives um, actionable relationships deepens our ability to um, to talk to effectively you know, our membership base. So
0: how do you amplify that member value?
1: Well, and I think uh, obviously uh, aligning with career, especially in a professional association, in a talent-based community, there is a ton of opportunity in in executing that shared mission together, in delivering meaningful opportunity around uh, job opportunity, around content, around um, uh, mentorship. We use that as a way to advance our our shared mission to to push it out into the world to have essentially you know individual um, people out there working uh, working for that shared mission. That gives us an opportunity to highlight those successes, to showcase those members, to um, to show how the that impact that's the impact that we need to communicate out to um, to our memberships that a drives. Retention that drives prospecting, um, but that that the value and the support and the protection in in offering uh, career advancement, in growth, personal growth, is what deepens relationships. What scales uh, the ability to have impact.
0: Part of the unmentioned piece of that too is that people want to belong to something. They want to feel they want to feel like they belong somewhere. They want to feel like they belong to something, and For some people, their job is just a job. But for people who join associations, I mean, you always have the resume members, the ones who join the association to put on their resume. Obviously, we all know that. But most of the people who join the association join because they're looking to belong to something. They're looking to grow their knowledge of this career that they've chosen. They're looking to advance themselves and advance their um, opportunities. And if you deliver that all of these op- opportunities for them to do that, that, yeah, you build a member for life.
1: Absolutely. And to your point, you know, if if there's opportunity here, it's not, it doesn't just have to be a bullet point on the resume, right? Like it becomes the resume or it becomes the launch pad, the point of, uh, of career advancement. You can't build a a more impactful relationship than than helping somebody grow a in the ability to um, to share their skills and and expertise, to make more money, to support their family. you know there is no no better emotional connection.
0: Well, and you know you were saying that just now, I was thinking about a resume and what a resume looks like, and a resume is largely job, 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 job with skills at the end and your certifications and things like that at the end. And you already have in your database what everybody has come before that, job, 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 job. So integrating the job opportunities and integrating where somebody should go next when they get a certain job, things like that are those indicators. If you look at the resumes of five of your past leaders, like really big leaders, and you look at their resume, you could map out the job points. Yep. Where that person needs to do this to get there.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, that's other people's resumes that, you know, people want to follow are a great way to look at when you're looking to automate some of that and map out what you need to help others do in the industry to match that. Uh,
1: Bringing that visibility into community fosters mentorship, fosters deeper engagement, allows for um, for for members to to help and support each other, which ultimately is is what we're what we're doing. And and ultimately, the key to scaling relationships, right, right, is is the ability to um, to allow customers or members to self serve in a way that is authentic and real, um, because we share a mission, we share an output.
0: And I mean, not to get salesy or preachy because that is not my intent here at all but if you have a community it is a great place to help your members showcase their knowledge and -hmm. their skill and for them to be able to say you you like have a guest blog you can do it on community you can do on your website either one let them show their knowledge it gives you content which is great it gives you contact by experts that you may not have a ton of on staff but it also gives them a chance to showcase their knowledge and their skill and get noticed beyond just you know say posting in a community it gives them a and, chance to really showcase their skill
1: absolutely and and that's a great lead into into the automation piece because one of the 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 great opportunities in in automation is how do we automate the um the relationship the the development of of expertise and and identifying speakers or content creators um, so that we can use that to offset costs to create internal efficiencies
0: you know, marketing automation generates twice as many results than just regular blast one-off emails because you're hitting the right people with the right message at the right time. Automated email messages sent at the right time. They average a 70% higher open rates than one-off blasts. Retention is critical because it can cost you up to seven times more to get a new member than it does to retain existing ones. Mm-hmm. And then relevant emails that are sent with marketing Yeah, I'm a big, You know, I'm a big fan of web tracking and drip campaigns and landing pages. It drives 18 times more revenue than just blasts across the board, just in marketing at regular marketing automation stats. And that's not accounting for the extra incentive that people in the same industry have when it comes to an association. These are just generic marketing automation stats. So it doesn't really get into the, the personal automation, the personal side of automation, what we've been talking about, you know, helping them along their path, helping them automate their path so that even if they leave, because of the great resignation, they'll stick with you as long as they stay in the same industry. And as new people come in, they will hopefully come to you.
1: The ability to create internal efficiencies by by automating some of these member lifecycle communications really helps um, in a, A, lowering the internal lift right and also helping to transition that in the time of transition those um, those automations those if they're there and um, and running it, it definitely helps
0: the other thing it helps is you have you're still helping these people but now you have a chance to go and find other new ways to help them which is great
1: yeah it frees yeah. up your time to go find new solutions um, and solve new problems
0: and i mean so we were talking about managing membership data and bringing in people just how you can create automation because this is So this is a web tracking membership prospecting campaign that I launched at AAA in September 2017. It was not this complex when it was first launched. We actually added everything pretty much was added because we got more and more ways in which to bring in the leads. It started out just being web tracking. So when you came to any page that was part of the join section of the site, if it knew who you were, it put you into this campaign. It checked to see if you remember. If you weren't, then it put you into the rest of the campaign. The lar- Largely the same messaging in there as it was in 2017. It was just updated with new people and new benefits, but it hasn't changed that much. The only thing that's really changed is the way we brought it in. As we started using landing pages and content marketing and advertising for content marketing more and more, the landing pages started bringing people in as much as, if not more, than the join pages. So we were able to update all of the different landing pages and bring in people from there. I said that this started in September 2017. I went back and checked on this campaign in September of 2021 when it turned four and it had a 19.2% conversion rate over four wow. years. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Now imagine if you could convert everyone that your system was able to recognize who had come to your website over four years or downloaded content over four years at 19.2%. That's almost 20%. That's almost the equivalent of the number of people who are leaving, the 25% of people who are leaving. Given that number of people, though, I looked at the number of people who'd gone through it in four years, and I looked at the conversion rate, and I factored in the average retention rate, 91% retention rate that AAA has. It took all those people who converted through this campaign three years to total $1 million in dues revenue alone. Would some of those people have joined anyway? Yeah, sure. Absolutely, they came to the join pages, but the right messaging at the right time, when we knew they were looking or interested, it made sure a lot more of them converted and a lot faster.
1: I was going to say to your point earlier about um, about putting um, putting the tracking code on on um, career pages as well, right? That especially mm-hmm. if you're using that as a prospecting tool, um, mm-hmm. now you can start to see where we can really. A, present value into the market and use that as a way to um, to bring people in and communicate a path towards success and membership.
0: And I mean, a lot of times people enter the industry uh, with career in mind as their jump off point.
1: The impactful thing is, is like, yes, this might look complicated. Yes, there's a lot of logic here, but the, the cost benefit analysis, right, pays off.
0: Yeah. So I spent about I was in a hyper focus mode and I spent about 10 hours on my couch the first day coming up with the first iteration of it. We said we were going to check it once a quarter, maybe two or three times a year, maybe. You don't get it every quarter. Things happen. You get busy. It's an association. You're always wearing 12 hats. Maybe two times a year, maybe three. We'd spend like, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes in a conference room talking about it, seeing what we wanted to tweak, that kind of thing, making the changes. So, all told, I spent maybe somewhere between 25, 30 hours tops on this in four years.
1: And, and the fact that it produces for four years.
0: Mm-hmm. When I'd been gone, when I checked it in September, I'd been gone since February and it to was still the... producing. I was gone, but it was still producing, which kind of leads to that continuity that we want to talk about a little
1: bit. Exactly, yeah, abs- yeah. absolutely. And I know yeah. I know we have another um, another example, a success example.
0: Yeah, I mean, this one was um, a sponsored exhibitor campaign for annual conference. We did some very targeted and very inexpensive advertising because it was so targeted and it was related to clicks to get people to this campaign. It also brought them in through the annual conference website, and the form gets their information in order for them to get the sponsor and exhibit prospectus, but then it starts breaking down everything we know about them. It checks to see if they're already sponsoring or exhibiting, kicks them out. They're not, it checks to see if they're actually a company, removes them if they're not starts breaking down everything we know about them. Are they in the database? No. Send them an email to complete their profile. Are they in the database but haven't given us their company categories? Send them an email to complete the profile. Oh, while you're at it, send them a heads up notification to marketing and sales. Did they fill up corporate categories already? Send them an email from our salesperson asking who they want to see. Uh, did they finish the campaign without converting? Drop them into an interscoop so we can keep marketing to them. And, and they're wet. Wait steps and everything between each email. We check right before send to make sure they haven't converted. That brought in 73 new exhibitors, and that's in an exhibit hall of just over 200 companies. And that total exhibit hall was like over half a million dollars that year. It obviously just wasn't wasn't just about the marketing. We had a great show, we had some great perks and benefits, we had a great sales team, but those 73 companies were brand new. How else would we have found them and and nurtured them? with a sales team of two people
1: well and and i think you bring up an important point right like automation will carry a lot of lift but there is a um an effort around uh valuable content around delivering the right message um around tweaking and testing and trying that ha- mm-hmm. that continues to increase the the effectiveness of of these these automations
0: I mean, we got to this particular one um, after a couple of different year, things that we've done over the years that we've perfected this to this point. Let's talk a little bit about looking across platforms.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So one of the things that I, I love the most is, is putting things together and, and figuring out new tools and solutions based on on what we have. So, uh, you know, I always want everybody to sort of take a look at your uh, your technology stack think of you know what tools that they might individually have that we can use cross platform. Um, how can we support the experience? Um, obviously SSO, which is single sign-on, anytime we can move, um, move our members from platform to platform without um, with, with a with a positive member experience. Generally speaking, members are pretty comfortable these days, especially after uh, after the, the COVID time period, with the fact that we are delivering member value across platforms. We are using multiple tools, but where we can where we can smooth that out and offer more, that that's obviously uh, obviously appreciated. Lots of times there are integrations and tools within within your partner relationships, or you know, um, HireLogic and and WebScribble work. Work well together. We uh, can leverage RSS feeds and in, in both uh, in informs mailings, and in um, and community. So there's opportunity to bring these um, content pieces together to generate discussion around employment, to leverage the tools in in a way that makes sense. Beth has a million ways to use RSS feeds and drive value with uh, with RSS feeds. By which I just got my um, new newsletter. From Beth, uh, and it's awesome, filled and filled, filled with uh, tons of value. I know, I know she's uh, always pushing the limits uh, in terms of of what and how we can deliver um, value across platforms and leveraging those widgets. Um, use them, uh, try them, test them, push them. Um, you know, see if you can make some, do something that wasn't intended to. Don't break anything, but uh, but have a good time and experiment.
0: Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the Member Engagement Show on your favorite podcast platform. And as a reminder, I've launched an association newsletter called AMP, Association Marketing Pros. If you're interested, you can find the link in the episode notes. See you next week.